Praise the Lord and welcome to our weekly 30-minute podcast, The Elephant in the Room with Bishop Michael Bellamy. All podcasts will cover various topics that are often overlooked, misunderstood, or even controversial from a biblical perspective. We're blessed to have a team of wonderful producers who want to make each episode something that will be enjoyable and informative. In today's episode, I will host a roundtable with a few single brothers to discuss their views on marriage and how to build strong, lasting relationships. Today's podcast was produced by Elder Maurice Clanton Sr. It was edited by Lady Satoya Clanton and Brother Howard Harris. I'll be right back with today's episode. My guests today are Tyrone Neal and Mike Wallace. Welcome to the elephant in the room, Tyrone and Mike. Hey, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Glad to have you, brethren, with us on today. We're talking about something that a lot of single, eligible women out there are looking for. They're looking for marriage. They're expecting marriage. Some of them are waiting on marriage. That's what we're going to talk about. Let them know what eligible young men like yourselves uh, views are on marriage, what you expect uh, in a marriage, what you expect in a wife. So um, for opening, uh, tell me a little bit, um, Mike, what is your perspective on marriage and what are your expectations in a marriage? Yeah, so for me, when I look at marriage, I consider marriage a beautiful thing, first and foremost. Very beautiful thing to see. Um, but I see marriage as union. I see it as teamwork. I see it, see it as building and growing together as an opportunity to build the life that you've always wanted with that spouse. Um so things that I expect in a marriage is, again, teamwork, working together um, to build or change the structure in our lifestyle, continual growth. I believe in working together to see our dreams come to pass. That's something that I firmly believe in. Working through conflict, adjusting, and creating new experiences that we've never had in our lives. For example, you know, traveling the world, seeing different things, you know, being together through sickness and in health. So you mentioned the word conflict, and I just had a couple interviews with couples that have been married for like 25 and 30 years, and and that word conflict came up in our conversations for marriage, looking toward marriage. You know, conflict is inevitable. What is your take on conflict? Do you avoid conflict, or do you, uh, as one uh, husband said, I just rip the Band-Aid off and I go right in? How, how would you handle conflict? <laughs> oh, I I guess for me, like being in business, I've learned that the more you avoid it, the worse it gets. So I'm learning to, you know, as the podcast is titled, address the elephant in the room and work together to find a solution rather than just let it be. And, you know, tension rises, anger begins to rise and thoughts and all that. So I'm like, okay, let's attack it. Let's see what the matter is and how can we fix it? So you're not, you're not, you're not afraid of conflict. Not, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyrone. Um, what are what are your perspectives, or what is your perspective on marriage, and what are your, your what are your expectations? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I believe Mike covered it all. 
my perspective on marriage is just to build with someone, building that life that that you've always dreamed of, but with someone. So that also means sacrificing some of yourself so that you can build that life together and just not making it all about you and just making it more about the team. And just some of my expectations as far as marriage will be just build a foundation of trust and respect. I, I believe those are the two most important things, as well as being peacemakers with each other, just like conflict will always arise, like you said. But I believe that both of you need to be peacemakers and realize that it's more about the team and not just your feelings all the time. I find it interesting that uh, both of you gentlemen use the word team. You see marriage between man and woman as like a team working together to achieve a common goal. Do you believe that there are roles, R-O-L-E-S, roles in marriage that the the man, husband, has a role, the woman slash wife has a role in marriage, and maybe those roles should not cross boundaries or lines? What's your perspective on there? Let me also say this, Tyrone and Mike, we have a different generation of women today who um, really don't believe in roles. You know, if 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 he can do it, I can do it better. You know, or I can do it just as well as he can. A lot of the young ladies that I have talked to over the last twenty five years that I've been pastoring, especially the 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 current generation, really does not believe in roles. Do you think there are Tyrone? Do you believe? that there are roles in marriage. That's interesting. Um, I do believe that there are roles in marriage. Uh, I believe that it's the man's job to lead and it's the woman's job to help that man lead or help that man build uh, the life that they want. And I believe those are the roles of husband and wife for one to lead and one to, to follow the lead and help build. And, and I know that's very controversial in today's society because everyone loves a strong woman, but we need more, I believe, submissive women. And then you would see, in my opinion, the divorce rates go down and more happy homes. I think I think I think we just lost half of our audience when you said submissive women. Our ratings just went down. But you're right on that. You're right. You're, you're right about it. Mike, what is what is your perspective? Do you believe that there are roles in marriage? I, I I agree with what uh, Tyrone was saying. I definitely agree that there are roles. Now, oftentimes, like people get confused responsibilities and roles. Like they get them confused. Like for example, cooking. If I could cook already, being by myself, that doesn't mean that stops now that I'm married. You know, so things like that. Like I think oftentimes our generation for sure gets the things confused when mm -hmm. it comes down to roles which makes it hard to really have that conversation and really talk about like, okay, as a man, this is my job to provide as the woman, as the mothers, you know, to nurture, to be affectionate, you know, to help. You know what I mean? So it, I feel like because we have not been mature enough to have those conversations, we have not seen many people in my age group per se pursue marriage the way that my parents did or the people before us did. So speaking of age group, um, I hope you don't mind me asking, how old are you, Mike? 
23. And uh, Tyrone, how old are you? I am 25. And could I add something to what Mike said? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, Mike, I, I love to cook. I love to throw down yeah, in the yeah. kitchen. I love to bake a cake. I mean, I don't believe that once I get married, I put all of that responsibility exactly. on, on my wife. I don't believe in roles as far as, oh, you know, I go out and get the paycheck and you and you cook. But I do believe that that you should follow the man's lead. But but what you said, Mike, to just add to that, I don't believe that there are roles in the kitchen and roles in cleaning and roles and things like that. I, I do believe you can be a team in that and making that happen in the household. So, yeah, when I get a wife, I would love to cook for her. <laughs> I'm sure she I would love that. that. I think she would love that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone, do you think marriage is uh, is uh, 50-50? Uh, no, no. I believe at times one might have to put more effort in than the other mm -hmm. at times. But, no, I don't believe that it's 50-50. I believe that the man should take more responsibility more of a, a actionate role in the marriage and at times like i said i do believe that it would it would have to be someone giving a little bit more when someone is down or or can't give it all okay uh marie and i before we married in 1979 we sat down with some married couples who had been together for years interviewed them uh, to find out to get some insights on marriage what's involved what it takes to have a successful marriage. We talked to some who we were considered to be role models. Mike, are there any role models in your life, couples that have been married, you look up to them and you've said, this is the kind of marriage I would like to have? Yeah. So I would say like my parents, my parents, I've, I've watched them literally my whole life. Um, a couple of my friends that, that are married, my mentor and his wife, um, just seeing the different dynamics of like each relationship, they work together. There's unity. They they agree. They work on conflict, as mentioned earlier. But one thing I learned is that like through each couple, it's something different. Like for example, my parents they they really value quality time with each other. Another couple that I really look up to, they value like exploring, traveling, and things of the nature. Another couple, you know, they enjoy work together in the ministry. Another couple, I know they work together in their gifts and like, so it's different things I take from each marriage. And I'm like, okay, I want that. Okay. I like that right there. Let me add that to the list of things I'm looking for. So would you say at this point, Mike, that you're ready for marriage? Oh, Lord, my mama just asked you the same question. Really? <laughs> <laughs> mama just asked the same question. She said, son? <laughs> the same question. Um, Honestly, for me, I would say yes, but I would be honest and transparent that my issue is right now is the Bible says, you know, he that findeth the wife. So with where I am in life, oftentimes people try to present people to me or put me on. I'm like, okay, God, like what happened to me finding her mm -hmm. and really finding what I'm looking for and what I want and what I need. And, and I need, like, I don't want another woman who just wants to look good in the front row. Like, I don't need that. Like, I need somebody who's, you know. Well, we'll wait till that question comes up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you don't want to just another pretty face. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> How about you, uh, Tyrone? Do you have any role models in your life, couples that you uh, consider to be successful, that you would like your marriage to be like? Oh uh, Yeah, absolutely. First, I want to say, uh, Pastor John and, and my mother, I really look up to them. 
One reason is because they get through things and they really spend quality time with each other. They're just the great example of when I think of holiness and marriage. Mm-hmm. They're, they come to my mind instantly. Okay. Um, you know, Pastor John and my mother, they set a great example for me and in, in how to how to live with each other, how to work together, how to lead, how to follow. I believe they set that great example. And also my grandparents, my grandfather and my uh, my grandmother who passed away not too long ago. And one thing that I just really liked with them is I never seen them argue. I've, ne- I've never seen them be distant from each other in front of us. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's just one thing that I'm looking for in a partner, just that peacemaker, that person that will just find a way to work things out instead of going to sleep mad at each other or, you know, going days, weeks, holding grudges, yeah. finding that person to rip that bandaid off and say, hey, you know, I chose you as a partner. You chose me as a partner. We can't sit here and ignore each other. Okay. So let's figure it out. So no sleeping even on, though, no sleeping on the sofa for you, huh? Not oh, no. Not for my policy. Not for my either. <laughs> no. Can, can I add to that, though? Sure you can. I like to add yeah. to, what, uh, to what Tyrone was saying about, like, the not arguing. Like, it's it's crazy how so many times, like, you hear people talk about, like, yo, I just had a fight. Or, like, I've had people literally say, can I come over to your house further? I'm like, huh? What happened? But, like you said, like, I like what he was saying. That, like, seeing that from the people before us, like, how they worked it out. Like, my parents, I've never seen them fight. I've never seen them have a disagreement in front of, it's six of us. So I've never seen it. Like, even when it came down to discipline on like, what do we discipline or do we not? Like they never discussed that in front of us. Like they, you know, went their way, had the discussion, they came back and like, okay, this is our decision. Like I, I, I like what you said. That I like that right there, Tyrone. That's wonderful. Yeah. Hey guys, let's let's take a let's take a break, and we'll come back and give you a moment to think about what are some of the most important things you're looking for and a spouse. We'll talk about that when we come right back, okay? This is Bishop Michael Bellamy. I hope you enjoy our podcast and subscribe to our Facebook page. You'll find our weekly 30-minute podcast on many of your favorite platforms. Would you please tell your family and friends to listen in as well? We would also love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and via email at the Elephant 2022 at gmail.com. While I am talking with um, Tyrone Neal and Mike Wallace, we're talking about what to expect when expecting marriage. These are two uh, very intelligent, eligible bachelors uh, who want to tell the ladies out there who are eligible for marriage and waiting on a man to find them what they're looking for. <laughs> All right, let's let's go at it again. Um, so tell me, uh, Mike, what are some of the things that are important to you in a spouse? Yeah, so for me, the number one thing is commitment to God. Are you committed to God? Are you saved and sanctified through the Holy Ghost? Are you a worshiper? Are you a praiser? Um, can you cover me in prayer? Mm-hmm. You know? I what I have to do in ministry is something. Can you cover me in prayer? And my thing is this: if you can commit to God, then I know you can commit to me. That's the first and foremost thing. I'm looking for a woman who is aware, who knows their love language, who has goals and ambitions. They're aware of that. They're aware of their traumas and triggers, and they know how to they know how to support and they know what type of support they need. I'm big on supporting people, so like I don't want to be supporting you and supporting you the wrong way. You mad at me because 
that's not what I need. You're doing too much, Mike, or you're not doing enough, Mike. Mm-hmm. So that's big to me. Someone who, who communicate, who could be my friend, be my best friend. I want you to be my best friend in the whole world that nothing can separate us. Like you're my best friend. I could be honest. I could be transparent. I could trust you. And I could come to you with anything and know that it'll stay there. That's that's the big thing for me, especially dealing with the church. Is like at any point in time, something could slip out in the whole country and know that X, Y, Z didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and a woman who wants to learn and grow that's not satisfied uh, with being at a certain level that's always looking to learn. I'm a learner, and I don't want to be with someone who's complacent because then, again, that's where there'll be confusion in the household. So those are just some things that I'm looking for. So, Mike, how do you how do you determine, um, how do you gauge um, an eligible young lady's level of love and commitment to, to God? Is this something that you have mm-hmm. observed over a period of time? And if it's a period of time, what period of time is it? How do you gauge her level of love and commitment to the Lord? So... For me, I was always taught to be observant, to watch from a distance. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in church. I'm not going to let you know that, like, okay, I'm interested in you right away. I'll just watch. Just watch for a while. Watch how you're in service. Are you engaged? Are you paying attention? Are you praising? Like, how are you praising? How are you worshiping? Is it for a show or fashion? You know, even after church, who are you hanging with after service? Mm-hmm. What are you posting on your social media? You know, with what I have access to, I can kind of get a feel for, okay, is this real or is this just for show? Okay. Tyrone, what about you? Um, what are some of the most important things that you're looking for in a spouse? Like Mike said, I'm just looking for someone that's trustworthy, someone that's respectable. Uh, they respect themselves. They respect their family members. I'm a big family-oriented guy, so I would, I'm looking for someone that is also family-oriented and loves family. Um, I, I believe that Strong family bonds builds a healthy person and healthy character mm-hmm. characteristics. Just someone that I can build with, and also on the spiritual side, someone that's just a prayer, uh, someone that's strong-willed. We live in a society that's so rushed, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking for someone who can just lose that rushed feeling and get on their knees and seek God, you know, for the things that they need. So, someone that's just striving for perfection and not being complacent, not saying. Hey, I'm where I need to be. I've arrived just for someone that is still arriving to the person they set out to be. Several times you've used um, the expression strong woman. Can you define for us what a strong woman is to you? Yeah, someone who knows what they want, someone who is not afraid to gracefully speak up for themselves Mm -hmm. and show what they want so that me as a man, as a provider, I can provide those things and be supportive in that avenue. Do you, and and this this is off script, um, Tyrone, do you want a woman that works or do you want a woman that stays at home and takes care of the children or do you want a woman that works and you both take care of the children together? What are your expectations in, in that, in that relate in that, uh, in that respect? Yeah, that's a big topic today. I, I do believe that 
and nowadays I would like a woman that works. I honestly wouldn't mind a woman that would like to stay home and raise the children. Mm-hmm. Either or, in my in my opinion, would be would be fine. I just would not like a woman that laid around, though. I would like a woman that got up and did something for herself and mm-hmm. did something for our children and mm-hmm. did something for others. Uh, someone that woke up with a reason rather than, you know, woke up complaining. So whether that is her job is taking care of our children or her job out in the world, just someone who wakes up with a passion and a desire to go out and do things. Would you be intimidated by a woman who has a higher education or making more money than you? We see that a lot nowadays, so Mm -hmm. I don't believe that I will be intimidated by it. Now, I do believe it's the way the woman carries herself, if she Mm -hmm. carries herself, as that she's better than me or better than, you know, others because of her education or because of this, mm-hmm. then that would maybe turn me off from the situation. Yeah. But if that person was still graceful, still respectful, still, you know, uh, a humble person, mm-hmm. then no, I believe that, that everyone should go out and get their education if they can. How about you? Uh, how about you, Mike? Um, do you want to marry a professional woman who's working uh, in her career, or would you prefer to have um, a wife slash mother that stays at home, takes care of the house, raises the children, and that type of thing? And also, would you be intimidated by a woman who is higher educated than you and and making more money? Um, honestly, I would have to agree with Tyrone what he was saying that just the, the humility factor. For me, the degree and being career-oriented would not intimidate me. It will become a problem where if it becomes more important than the family, more important than being a team, mm-hmm. that's where the issue will come in. Or mm-hmm. if I see that it's causing compromising decisions, like, okay, wait a minute. Why why is this not more important than God? Why is this not more important than the church? That's when it will become an issue. But intimidated, No. Because, again, some, some may say that what I'm striving to do, what I'm striving to achieve is crazy and very, you know, career-oriented or high up there. So, for me, it's like, nah, that doesn't phase me. What phases me, are you committed to the family and are you committed to God? Okay. We, we talked a little bit about spiritual attributes, what you're looking for in a partner. You've said she should be a, a person of prayer. She should be spiritually mature, growing, and developing a prayer partner, so to speak. Um, one of you said she should even cover me in prayer. What if after you said, I do, in sickness and in health for richer and for poor, until death do us part, and then you find out that you have different spiritual values how important is it for you to have a woman that have the same spiritual values that you have like mike said i believe that it's very important to watch before you say i do Mm -hmm. because as you watch someone i believe that you you learn some of their values you learn some of their morals so to speak before you say i do because once you say I do, that's it. And um, if you find out that you have different spiritual beliefs or different spiritual values, that can be very confusing in the household and confusion in the household is never good. So I believe that it's very important that you two meet on the same spiritual values, almost 10 for 10 or, you know, 100 percent, because confusion can cause divorce and arguments and all kind of strife. 
in the household. So I believe that it's very important to agree on the same thing spiritually. Do you think premarital counseling is important prior to saying I do? Absolutely. I would yes. I would love to know who I'm marrying <laughs> and I would want that person to love to know who they're marrying um, because we all have past trauma, whether it's uh, big or small. We all have something that we went through that has shaped our perspective, our experiences, our beliefs, our values. And I would love to know, you know, is this going to impact us 10 years, five years? two months mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. after we say I do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that counseling, if if the woman didn't want to have counseling, that would just be red flags. It's like, you know, are you hiding something? Or, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's, that's just my opinion. Mike, what's your opinion on uh, premarital counseling? I would definitely agree. Like you said, I would like to know who I'm marrying and what I'm getting myself into because this is a for life thing. Like, I want this to be a one-time thing. I don't want to, you know, have to repeat or redo or, you know, go through the whole process time and time again. What about dating? Um, the question comes up over and over again about dating. How long do you think it's, how long do you think it is dating should take place um, before going to the next level of engagement? How long do you want to date a young lady before you become engaged, Mike? For me, honestly, I've seen it take years. We play by ear because, again, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to rush into something and regret that I rushed and live in regret and live in frustration that, man, I really made this choice too soon or too late. Okay. Tyrell, let me, let me throw the question to you. Uh, what do you think about dating? How long do you think um, it's reasonable to date before going into engagement? <laughs> I do think that everyone's different, um, that it's no set in stone time to say, hey, if we date this amount of time, that we'll be good. We'll be good to go. But I think a proper time will be a, a year and a half, two years. And and that would allow me time to see you get angry. <laughs> that allow me time to see you uh, celebrate your happy moments. That okay. would really allow me time to see who you are as a person off guard. Um, because we all, when we get around someone we like, we turn into this perfect person. Yeah. But after after months and years go by, that guard gets let down. And now I get to see the true you, the person you know you are when no one's looking or you think no one's looking. Mm-hmm. And that will tell me, you know, all I need to know or majority of what I need to know. And how long would you want your engagement to last? If I propose, then tomorrow, then, the next uh, day, hey, I got the ring in my, po- I got the ring in my pocket. <laughs> not, not the next day, but I don't think it needs to take another full year. Yeah. You know, nine months, like Mike said, six months. Um, but just you know, enough time to get settled in. Say, not too long. Not okay. too long. Well, guys, you know what? Our time is just about out, and I've got a whole lot of questions to ask you all that's not even on the script. <laughs> but let's close out with a good one to leave something on the girls' minds, okay? Um, you're dating or you're, you're engaged. You're out on a date, and it's just the two of you. What's okay to do? And what they say, just the two of us. What's okay? Holding oh, hands, <laughs> holding hands, embracing, uh, maybe a little kissing. What's okay? 
I would say, well, first, I do believe in a chaperone. I do believe that it's necessary. So okay. I'm not going to trick me there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, a trick but, question. <laughs> but, but good answer. Um, if we are alone, it's just us two. I do believe that, you know, you're never too good. You're never too safe to where you can say, I can do this and nothing will happen. Okay. So holding hands is fine. But, you know, that touch can just trigger all kind of emotions, you know. Okay. So you really have to just watch the things that you do. And you should be very cautious and and careful if you want to stay safe, if you want to please God at that moment. You, you, you want to be very careful with the things that you do because just a little touch can turn into something else. But holding hands, I do see personally as harmless. Uh, not harmful, but going beyond that can turn into, you know, other things. So if the two of you are going out, you would definitely want to have a chaperone. You're saying you would definitely want to have a chaperone with you. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Mike, what's your what's your take on that? Just the two of you are out there um, on a nice um, a nice date, had a nice dinner, had a good time. Um, what's permissible uh, and what is what is um, what is just not acceptable? Well, the Bible says a man can't a man hold fire. <laughs> 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 but, but no, on the, on a serious level, though, I agree with Tyrone. Like for me, I would prefer to have a chaperone. I would prefer to have another couple like that's there with us, just so you know nothing happens. Because again, although you may say you're saved and everything, you don't know what you're capable of in mm-hmm. the heat of a moment. You don't know what can arise. You don't know. You don't know. Like, say, you could be feeling one way, but she could have other things in mind. I mean, mm-hmm. you see what happened to many men in the Bible where they thought, you know, they had control they could handle it. And all she had to do was say, hey, tell me where your strength lies, or hey, you know. So, so Mike, she, um, so Mike, me, she says, you says, hey, so we're going out on a date and, and, and we're bringing Deacon Richards along with us. She says, why? You don't trust me? How, how do you respond to that? I'm gonna say. <laughs> so if if they pull the you don't trust me card, oh lord. <laughs> um, I, I'm like, it's not that I don't trust you; I don't trust me. <laughs> mm, good answer. Good answer, Tyrone. You're going out on a date. You've got a date scheduled, and uh, the girl that you're dating, you say, "Hey, um, we're gonna go out, but we're bringing Pastor John with us." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I know, I know you're not bringing your dad. Oh yeah, he's coming along. Too. <laughs> and she's gonna say, I thought I yeah. was marrying a man, not a boy. You're gonna bring your dad with you? Yeah. What, what? What's your response oh, to that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that? That is funny, but that that's red flags right there for me mm-hmm. uh, because as you talked about the the spiritual. Uh, the spiritual values. I would hope the person that I am uh, dating or courting wants someone there as well, mm-hmm. um, because I would think that they want their relationship with God to be just as perfect as I want my relationship with God, knowing that if me and that person with the emotions that we have, the feelings we have for each other, nothing good can come out of us wanting to be alone. I won't say nothing good, but um, having someone there was just is just that extra protection, and I would hope they would agree to that. So if they if they said something to that effect, then I would just say, you know, explain to them why I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to do it or not, 
Yeah, that'll be hard, but I'll say, hey. Would it be, uh, would it be baby bye? <laughs> Sorry, would it be ba- baby bye you're you're just the wrong one you're you're not really concerned about uh, our safety wrong yeah wrong one <laughs> well uh, guys this has been just really really enjoyable my guests have been tyrone neil tyrone tell us where you're from what state you're from what church you attend and who your pastor is I'm from Maywell, Illinois, originally, and right now I go to CTCM, Christ Temple of the Apostolic Faith International Ministries, and my pastor is Bishop Bellamy, Bishop Michael Bellamy. And Mike, what about you? What state are you from? What church do you attend, and who's your pastor? All right, so I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I go to Kingdom Reconciliation Reconciliation Outreach Ministries. My pastor is Pastor Timothy Curtin. Fantastic. So any ladies, um, you don't have to find them. They'll find you. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> no need of going, <laughs> no need of going to Facebook and messaging them or inboxing them. They believe in, in finding a wife. Well, friends, that's all the time that we have for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode as much as we have. It was produced by Elder Maurice Clinton Sr. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless. I too, by Langston Hughes. I too, sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes. But I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen, then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I, too, am America.